thought you were watching football or something. <laughs> Sounds like you're watching one of them Russian leagues or something. Had to do that. Had to do that. <laughs> Go lads. <laughs> I had to do it. Well, because so, they beat Roma yesterday. Yo, I, I had Very to do excited. it. I had to do it. Two one away from home. I had to do it. Wait, <laughs> you know we ended the game with no strikers, right? Yeah. Ibra got injured. Rebic yeah. got injured. Beautiful goal by Rebic. Man, yeah. Mkhitaryan was for some weird reason on fire, but he can. Do He's one. been on fire this season. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ah. Anyway. You don't watch if you watch Roma, the guy's on fire. Like he plays really I, well. I, I don't care for Roma. Goes as well. <laughs> I don't care for Roma. <laughs> I think he's on seven goals or something. No, I don't care for Roma. Yeah, I really don't care. Goes and you know, you know, they brought on superstars, right? El Sharawi came on, Pedro came on. I was like, yeah, we're definitely losing this game. No striker. <laughs> but talk about bad man baller from Kessie. <laughs> but anyway. That yeah, was he the needs, penalty he needs I've to seen leave in my Italy life. and come to Prem. Sorry? He needs to leave Italy and come to Prem. Did Messi leave Barcelona? Please. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Box 18. I am Toller. Today, I have Elijah as usual and Paul as usual. Guys, let me give you a welcoming chat. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, you can you can understand the excitement after like what back to back defeats. We're four points behind Inter Milan. They won three this weekend. Did you guys see the Inter Milan match? Yeah, uh, I, no, the I didn't have a chance to, to watch that, but I heard really? um, Lukaku and um, Martinez was terrorizing people. Yeah, I mean that's what they do on that side. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Mr. Petty today. <laughs> Last, that's what's up. Mm. But today, yeah, I've got I've got my voice back. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh drew one all. Yeah, this that was annoying. Well, I was gutted well, that. Well, they ten points behind behind with a game in hand now. Yeah, uh, no, I think they're nine. I think nine points behind. <clears throat> uh, there are they are. Yeah, about nine points behind. Yeah, so, nine yeah. points behind. It's doable. The talent yes. But yeah, now no, no, with that manager, I don't trust that manager anyway. What? Uh, but, midfield maestro. Yeah, I don't I don't trust him. I mean, what, what do you guys think of him being given the job this season, actually? I know he was doing well with the under-21s or something. It was what? To get a big job. It was what? That's why. I think he was doing well, wasn't it? That's why I privilege huh? there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm serious. That's why I privilege there. Uh, what, you're saying someone like Turam should have got it? No. No. I'm winding you up. It's winding you the up. Guy hasn't, he hasn't even managed. He hasn't even coached enough. No, well, enough, yes. But he was coaching the under... Okay. How many no, games? I'm just trying to wind you up, man. It was only for Sorry. like a few months or so. Mm. And then they gave him so, a big job. Yeah, I mean, so he's, I think the, the guy is using Juve to do work experience. Could it? Can it be a case of um, how do you say it? He's a legend. 
He's got experience. Nah, he's, experience. He's, he's still every legend has done a job before they got a big job. Yeah, I know, but they they're Pep, thinking Pep, the, the players. For example, are worked for Barca for some time before he got the big job. Uh, yeah, Zidane worked under different managers before he got the big job. They didn't. They didn't just like give them the job. So, so Paul, only, you don't he, think he only, just, he only just started coaching? It's not yeah. like it was a it was a, a player coach or anything like that. So he didn't mm. he didn't work hard enough to get that job. He just gave him a big job. <laughs> it's cause, so you're saying it's because it looks it looks hard. it looks nice in suits and whatnot, and <laughs> it, it fits it fits the Juve model. Of um, dressing nice and all of that, which, which, <laughs> wow. which sorry, sorry, didn't fit because he was always wearing tracksuit and all of that. Oh, pa- pardon the pun. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that that's your narrative, yeah. Yeah, suits model, wouldn't it? But yeah, I mean, to be honest, for his first season, he's not doing too bad. He's only behind Milan and Inter. I think I think I, I echo a large point in the sense of that. He should have just, you know, done a complete season with the twenty ones or yeah. had a year or two just working with whatever level the club is, just so you can learn what your own style is, you know, in any in any field, you know, if we were looking at banking, yeah. you'd have to mm. you would do a year somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously like, the even, if, even if it was six months he did somewhere and then they gave him the job. It's all right to understand. But But he was coaching the under twenty one. For two or three months. So that's, that's not, the experience you need sometimes, that's you know. Not good enough. What's his philosophy? I don't even know his style of play. Yeah, but surely he probably has all that. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. My my man is just doing Ronaldo. Go and do your thing. Ah, oh, come on. That's man. what he's nah, doing. I, I think it must. I think it must be a little bit more than that. Nah, man. That's what he's doing. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, look. Let's see what happens. The proof's in the pudding. If he turns this around and wins, wins the scudetto. Then he's not. It, it all looked like Juve got it right. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh you no, you're no longer playing devil's advocate anymore, Tala, no? No, 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 You've dropped it. So far, you can go. You know, the Scudetto is like... Um, Scudetto's yeah. staying in Milan now, yeah? Yeah, well, yes, he's staying in Milan. Oh, no, on the right I mean, side, the blue side. I, I think for the for the good of Serie A, yeah, that's why they probably appointed him because they don't want they probably don't want Juve to win it for like what eleven years straight, okay. you know? <laughs> you think you think they were thinking think about they the, the TV rights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's starting to get boring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it gets boring. Like really? when one team just keeps winning, even though I suppose Juve there was way uh, I think two or three seasons ago where Napoli were doing so great, I wanted Napoli to win. Because obviously Sarri yeah. was playing a good brand of football with them, which, mm. which that was the reason why Chelsea signed him. But obviously, Chelsea and Napoli were different, so that didn't really work out at Chelsea because he didn't but, he didn't have the players to do that for him. Anyway, we're just gonna do a quick uh, two-hour flight back to the country we're based in, England. <laughs> Speaking of cases of, uh, still on the case of a manager, right? Yeah. How about what Paul sent to the group um, mm-hmm. about Tony Pulis? I mean, I mean, unless, unless like in the wise words, wise words of Denzel Washington, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. <laughs> it is true. I mean, Ben Foster really that was coming from a goalkeeper yeah. of all people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I, I, mean, didn't, I, I didn't send it to Elijah. So there was a post that 
I think I think Ben Foster was on Peter Crouch's podcast. Yeah. And he said they were playing Swansea. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how long ago it was. They're playing lovely football. I think this was at Stoke, I believe. Yeah. Playing lovely football. Yeah, uh, West Brom. West Brom, sorry. West Brom. Playing yeah. lovely football. Mm-hmm. Um, Half time, they were one new up. Manager come in. Tony Pulis went absolutely crazy. Drew a big square around the middle of the pitch. He goes, listen, we're not, we're not Barcelona. Skip this area out. Get in the box. Get around it. And he goes, they ended up losing 2-1. He goes, you can't make this up. <laughs> from a winning position. <laughs> they lost 2-1 from a winning position. I mean, saying that, you know, it wasn't guaranteed if the lovely football was going to win the game. But if, a, if your team's playing well and the player, players recognise they're playing well, do you understand? And the guy clearly said it wasn't Tony Pulis football. So <laughs> it's just a case of there is Tony Pulis football. So whatever we're saying, there is like no agenda behind it. Like, oh, people don't like, um, don't really like, you know, English managers. Because yeah. when you look at it, you know, not to sound biased or anything, but, you know, bar Frank, Frank Lampard, who just got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, even tactically, they said, you know, Chelsea were, were a bit lacking. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There is no top English manager out there. No, at the moment, not in prime. Wait, where's Brendan Rodgers from again? He's, he's Irish, not. He's not English. Was he Irish? Yeah? No, I just wanted to check. That yeah. wasn't an agenda. Northern Irish. Um, <laughs> no, I was just checking. Yeah, as yeah. I get my my UK places nah. mixed up. Yeah, he, yeah. He, if he was listening to this podcast, he'll probably send for you. He's not English. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know. Saying that, it's, David, it's just a case David of like... He's Scottish, yeah, he's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Scottish, he's Scottish. Yeah, there's... So, um, I mean... Uh, old man. Something like that. Old funny man, enough, Roy. Funny, funny enough, Pulis is even Welsh, if I'm right. Yeah. He's, not, he's definitely not English. He's not English. Is he? Yeah. yeah, he's definitely okay, not English. Okay, my bad, English, then. My mistake. Yeah, but they're close enough <laughs> in terms of borderlines. <laughs> I mean... What is it? Is it Exeter or Wrexham to play in the, in the EFL, Lengel, right? British managers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but then oh, fair enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. Sean, but Sean died. anyway, <laughs> okay. R- Rooney's doing okay. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. We'll he's t- doing okay. I don't want to tarnish a legend. I'm a big Rooney fan, so we'll see, we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully we'll, keep quiet on the Rooney tour. Now we'll see you next. No, season. he's doing. This okay. season don't count, in it because. <laughs> No, this season should count because they were in the relegation zone when he when he took over they're the job. They're still there though. Um, that's no, what they're I said. not. They're seventeenth now. I can't use this season because he didn't start the job. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I can because he's doing a good job because yeah. he's taking them out of the relegation yeah. zone. But we need to we, being about six points clear. What, what I'm trying to say, he need he need a proper transfer market to like get his own players and then we could see his own ideas and all of that stuff like what he wants to do bro and there we could start we bro could start he, the judgment from there on so the next season his idea will be championship players he, he's not getting ronaldo so let's you not never know put, you never know if they have the money to spend and get some players bro he might get good cousin richards players. elijah cousin richards is his top striker. Yeah, hey, listen, you never, never know. Um, that's Lampard Kaz- pulled quite Kaz- a few Kaz- favours. level, isn't it? So. <laughs> Remember, he's well, played abroad as well. He's played with good players, so... By abroad, you mean uh, MLS? No, in Turkey. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Rooney. No, no, no. I'm talking um, Kazim Richards. So. 
Yeah, and I heard in the news that he's talking to Rooney about a coaching role as well. So uh, maybe that can work in his favor. Yeah, he should be over. I think he's over thirty anyway. He's not a young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think he's about thirty-four or so. Right. He's not that old, you know. Yeah, he's not that I old. Think, I think what could help Rooney is if he does similar to what Lampard and um, Gerard have done, and then they just get their old clubs to loan good players to them. Yeah. Obviously, mm. Lampard did that very well with Derby when he had Mason Mount, Tammy, yeah. Harry Wilson, yeah. Gerard's doing the same. If Rooney's smart, he'll stay. He'll stay another year at least, or near yeah. another season. That's what I'd say. Stay there. Get another yeah, year get, or two. Like, look at Gerard. He's been in. He's been in Rangers for this is yeah, third doing, season. Doing That's a very good job over there yeah. as well. Well, so you guys, you guys, I, I do feel like Rooney will get a big job in like the next year, though. It's possible. Of course, if he does a very good job in championship, yeah, he will get a big job. In yeah, but now we were just talking about parallel, right? Yes, I understand, but, you know, they've been coaching in, in the championship and whatnot. Yeah. But it's a massive step. Yeah, but Perlo, that's a big club for him to go straight into. Perlo is like Lampard with Chelsea. No, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. give, give Lampard some credit. He, he did manage Derby for like a whole year. Yeah, but that's championship level. That's not top level. I think it depends really? how you want to look at it. For me, for me, I just think you need a couple of years just to understand your tech, your your technique, etc. Because, like we said, with Pep, Pep was with the Barca B, and he did an amazing job yeah. with the yeah. first team. So everyone's a little bit different. But for me, it's more about kind of time. Two, three years is a good amount of time mm-hmm. to learn before you get your first big, big, big job. Row. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I agree with you guys. I do, I do. But yes, yeah, just swiftly moving on. French league PSG won over the weekend after uh not so good uh winning well they lost their last game anyway in the league. Yeah, but that was the Monaco. So it wasn't like a, a yeah. small crap team. But losing to Monaco though, seriously. Yeah. They're all right. They're not you know, bad. Monaco are not that bad, I, but they've just been they just been poor like in the last two seasons. So but this season they yeah. look decent. I think yeah, the, the French, fourth in the, the table French at the moment. Is more competitive this year, anyway. So. Yeah, see, and and I think we 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 have to have a conversation around this, where it's you know why do they keep referring to the French league as the Farmers League? But well, the prem, we keep the, going. The prem is looking at the Farmers League now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we keep going there to buy players. I know. <laughs> you know, the, the league gets so much bashing. It's ridiculous. Nah, the, I, I think, the, the reason I think the, the big... reason why is because um, what is it called? PSG is so far away from everyone. That's the reason why. I think also as well. There's you know we said this before. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the let me say the English pu- pundits. I can't talk for the English people, but English pundits don't watch football mm. abroad. Like you hear so many pundits go, oh, "I've never heard of this player," or "I don't know where, where they came from." I don't know their stats. And I feel like that feeds into people that just watch football. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if, if these ex-pros, I think Joe Cole even said it not too recently on BT Sport as well, if these ex-pros don't rate the other, the other leagues, yeah. why would why would the public rate them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just typical. What you said right now, I think is lazy journalism, which I'm going to mention a name. I'm going to name drop Jamie Redknapp. Mm-hmm. With Roy Keane over the weekend, saying oh, Tottenham are a good that side. Was, that was good telly. Because, because, because <laughs> they have. Love, we love to see it. No, no, but his statement was ridiculous, though. Tottenham are the the a good side, 
Because Roy Keane was trying to argue saying they're an average side. He was like, they're a good side because they have international players. I mean, Nigeria's got international players. Uh-huh. You know, we're not necessarily doing great in, in European leagues. I mean, in terms yeah. of the players. Yeah. So well, you can still, that's what that's what Roy Keane was saying. That nowadays yeah. you just need to know how to control the ball and you'll be playing for your country. So was I right? Now back in the say, day you need to work very hard to get to get to play for your country. Which is so very was true I, with England. Was I was I right a few weeks ago when I said Jamie Redknapp talks rubbish? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, we all know we all know that's uh, Elijah's point. He's just, he's just there because he looks good in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great player. Great player, but for me... No, 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 Paul. I, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to use the word great. It, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was good, man. Yeah. No, so if you call right. Jamie Redknapp great... It was all right. Then you're going to say... It was all right. You know, did, you, did you know him when you were young? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. He's that on the same, he's on the same ranking as Danny Murphy, if you ask me. I think he's better than Danny. No, no, no. Danny Murphy is better than him. <laughs> yeah, Danny Murphy is way better than Jamie Redknapp. Way better than him. There you yeah, have it. You, you guys are older than me, so I'll give you that one. So, these, these, these are your, <laughs> your generational players. And, and, and Dan, Danny Murphy had a better career than J, Jamie Redknapp. Yeah, he 100%. Was always 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Spanish League. I, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago this this wasn't wrapped up. I, I know, right? And, then, and, and everyone looked at me like like like, like Soldier Boy Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> but, and, I just, and I just said, you know what? Let's see what happens in a couple of weeks. Madrid are playing today. Yeah, they're playing. Yes, they in are. Like six minutes, they kick off. Madrid are playing today. Atletico Madrid, well, five points off the top with two, with, you know, a game in hand over Barcelona. Mm. Um, still a decent position to be in at this stage of the season, now is it? Yeah, they're in the driving yeah. seat, you know. And Simeone's, you know, a very astute manager. He's won it before, so out of the three managers in charge, mm. definitely mm. trust him the most to to get over the line. Mm. So what's what's with the rumor of Zidane not being in charge next season, Elijah? Um, that was when they were doing poor, but now they they've been winning games, so that that chapter is gone. It's always like that with Madrid. When you're not doing well, it looks like you're gonna get the sack, and then when you do well, they stop talking about it. So, but is he is he actually still interested in coaching Madrid? Because um, he could do a U-turn like he did what three four years ago. Well. It looks a bit tight in Madrid at the moment, obviously, because of the pandemic. They don't have the the funds to spend, but you never know. With Real Madrid, mm. they can always go to the Spanish bank and just and just get money. So, hopefully, they're able to to do some signings and he will stay. If they, if they make good signings, I, I think he's going to uh, stay. But if they don't, then it's more likely uh, for him to leave because the team is aging at the moment and the... And the young, the young players like Vinny Junior and the rest of them, they're not up to mm. even Asensio. They're not like up to standard. What what we all thought they were gonna be, they're not. They're not delivering. Asensio, yeah. He, like, you sure? He, 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 have you seen the last two seasons? No, he had a bad knee injury. I yeah, don't think he's fully he has not recovered, recovered from at it. all. So that was the guy we thought he was gonna step up, take over from. Um, from Ronaldo and he hasn't mm. last season obviously before he got injured he didn't do well he wasn't scoring or assisting 
And this season, Gareth Bale left on loan to the Spurs, and they gave it, they gave him Gary Bale's number, and he hasn't like lived mm. up to it as well. So I don't I don't think he's he's good enough. So just in 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 one word. Who do you think is going to win La Liga this season? I mean, twenty-four games in, you still sticking with Atletico? Um, they they have the 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 on the driving seat at the moment, so it's 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 for them to lose. Yeah, Messi's got a jammy go over the weekend, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, you're not going to rate the goat. No, we're not going to talk about it. It was jammy, man. They jammy goals. <laughs> you look like a Suarez goal. No, we're not going to put some respect on the goat's on the goat's name. No, I'm just saying. Obviously, respect every day for Messi, but I'm just saying the goal was jammy. Like the ball looked like it was bigger than him. That's how that, you know when the ball is bubbling everywhere, you know. And it was poor goalkeeping as well, you know. But the main thing is. He got them over the line, yeah. you know. Dembele scored. I think Dembele played up front with with Messi. Listen, yeah. Dembele's goal was jammy, hit, hit into the floor. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't bubble like six times before it went in the net. That's that's the that's the difference. You know what? It's always it's always nice when you can actually complain about Messi goal. Yeah, it's not every time you get go. Oh, I'm taking it any day. When I saw, I was like, "Yep, this is one for the podcast." Jammy go, agendas over facts. Oh, well, Dortmund is starting to do well again. Yeah, I think um twenty 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 one, we're getting the we're getting the old Sancho back. He's scoring, yeah, what, he's scoring what, now. Assisting goes. I think what we say he's the fastest to fastest to fifty yeah, assists. Only twenty. Also, the youngest. Twenty. Fifty goes. Really. Yeah, sorry, fifty assists in Bundesliga is the quickest to it. I, I think the whole the whole transfer saga over the summer was yeah, that what messed him up. unsettled him a little bit. Yeah. I think he was ready to leave Germany. Yeah, he was. But I can't help but think if he had come to uh, Manchester United, his career would have dipped. You think? Yeah, yeah. with that manager, think, yeah, probably. I think his career would have dipped. I mean. Because, how do I say this? It, 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 without being, um, without sounding so biased towards, towards Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's, you know, you watch United and the Chelsea game was a very typical example. Is a case of we're, we're just here to play football. Yes, I mean, sometimes that works. You know, they unsettled Chelsea in terms of how Chelsea have been playing for the past three, four weeks, mm-hmm. right? success if you ask me mm-hmm. but that game just shows that United are just going there saying it's a 4-3-3 mm-hmm. and we're just going to play we, we don't know where we're going to attack from yeah, but we're, we're, we're just going to play United were so poor they had no midfield there was midfield but they had no midfield <laughs> that's all I can say because <laughs> none of those guys could pass the ball none of those guys could retain the ball so then, let, let's say you guys are in the driving seat. How how do you set up Man United to play then, with the current players available? You can't you can't play you can't play those three midfielders together. That's 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 very poor. That's very bad. Oh, you mean Fred, McTominay, and um, Bruno? Yeah, all three of them cannot pass the ball. Bruno can. All so three how... of them do not know how to retain the ball. I mean, so yeah. How would you set up if you were the Man United manager then? Uh, Donny should be playing. Van der Beek should be playing. Okay. Yeah, but then if you say Van der Beek should be playing, 
then Fernandez is out of the team. Fernandez could play. You just find a Where? way to fit them in. Just play. Just no, because you, you just said yeah. he can't retain the ball. Yeah, and he can't pass the ball. And he can't pass the ball. So if you're going to put him in the team, what good is he next to Van der Beek? Because Van der Beek is a, is a guy who wants to move and just press into the opponent's box. I'm so sure he... Van der Beek has played as a two when he was at Ajax. He could do that in England. Yeah, yeah, but then he was not he's sacrificing player. his his own but joy. A, the, the guys are box to box. You don't need two people to sit down on the, all the time. Fair enough, fair enough. But then Fernandez in the midfield is always a liability anyway. I mean, yeah, but no, I don't want to say always a, when he when he, in total play he's a liability. Yeah, I'm just answering Paul's question because I don't with that team. I feel like United is so unbalanced. Yeah, but with that team. Fernandez over 90 minutes is, is a liability. There's 10 minutes where he's great. Yeah, that's the reason why he plays. Because the manager knows what he can do. That's the reason why they're playing. Because he can score from from any moment. He can just shoot from anywhere and he goes in. That's the reason why I play. I don't see, I could, to me, do I don't what? see Fernandez. He's not a midfielder. Well, do you know what? I'll give him credit. I see him as a, I see him as a maybe he's not a striker, just a second striker. Mm. I don't. I'll, I'll give him credit because I'll give him credit. Someone that is a number ten, your passing accuracy should not be seventy something in a game. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I'll give him credit or credit based on one thing and one thing only. Over nineteen minutes, he's the hardest person to mark. Um, that's over 19 hold minutes. On, on. He is. Hold on. That's, yeah, that's so all the substitutes. The guy, the guy also is a flat track bully. He bullies a small team because <laughs> he's played 14 games against the top six club. He hasn't done anything. No goals, no assists. Yeah, but you know how Fergie said many years ago, you don't have to be the top four to win the league. Yeah, but he still needs to show up. He, he does show up. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. not enough. Anyway, I, ca- to answer look, Paul's question. Look, the reason why I'm saying this, people speak like, they speak like, oh, he's like Cantona. Cantona was banging goals against Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. He was punishing those teams. This guy's so are we punishing saying, the small teams. So are we, gonna say, are we saying now that we determine big players by big games yes, only? As well. It's a big part of it. If you want to be in that in that ilk of the best to ever of, do it, you need to turn up on a big stage. Speak of Drogba. What was Drogba? <clears throat> okay. Okay. Not to divert. I would play 4-5-1 yeah. with, with United, yeah. right? I would play 4-5-1 because I, I, I think playing 4-3-3, you know, leaves United a bit exposed. Mm-hmm. But now, okay. this, is the, this is the reason why I say, tactically, I don't think Ole cares. Yeah. United are so open, mm-hmm. hence why Sheffield. That's how Sheffield United beat them. Yeah, at home, especially at home, they are so open and so prone to conceding goals. Right, mm-hmm. I would play four five one just so the three banks can just move yeah. together. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I play four five one. With four three three, you're basically telling Rashford, uh, Martial, or, or, or Cavani, or Greenwood, and just saying, "Oh, by the way, boys, just just go out there and just, just enjoy yourself and play." Like, yeah. I mean, anybody who's got a squad of young players who are quick, athletic, and can shoot, 
I don't want to diminish what Ole is doing because I'm trying. I'm saying this in comparison to other managers, by the way, yeah. not in comparison to what I would do. Mm-hmm. Oli looks okay. like a guy who's just telling the players go out and play. Yeah, it's pure vibes. Just That's vibes. what he's doing. Yeah, I don't want our listeners to get it wrong. Like, I'm not saying well, I'll do a better this, job. I'm saying in comparison this to is other his managers. Third year, uh, 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 Man United, and we still don't know the man's style of play. What do you mean, man? It's all, OT. All we you know, know, all we know <laughs> is against the big teams, they counter attack. That's it. So, what do you guys think about what Oli said? Did you, did you see the um, the press con? Well, not press conference. The uh, post match interview with uh, Luke Shaw over the penalty. Uh, Callum Hudson Nodoy's um, handball. No, I missed that. What did he say? <laughs> so Luke Shaw said um, the referee told Maguire, yeah. "I'm not giving a pen because if I do, it cause a lot of talk." Yeah. After. Oh yeah. He said that during the game. After the game. Yeah. They said, they said oh, so the, the, so the referee said Maguire. that to the game. Yeah. yeah, Luke Shaw said that's Ooh. what the referee said to Maguire, and Oli came and out Maguire's saying. Maguire's corrected that today, saying that nah, the ref did not say that. <laughs> Obviously, because they don't want to get the ref in trouble. Because even Oli was like, I can't repeat what the ref said to 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 to, to my players. Yeah, and they because that would get him in trouble. They would get in trouble as well. They would get fined. Because if if really? if yeah, if it's not in the ref's report, you're making up words. Well, I mean, even when... Somebody's... Sorry? I was going to say somebody's yeah. lying here. Yeah, somebody... No, <laughs> I, I think, I think like Elijah has just said, they've retracted because they will get a fine. Because I think the referee has said it, because Luke Shaw said it. Oli has come out and saying, I can't repeat what the ref said because mm. he'll get the ref in trouble. <clears throat> and then when the reporter told um, Oli what Luke Shaw had said, Oli was like, well, there you have it. I mean, he's saying it. I'm not saying it, but, you know, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy when you think about yeah. it. You know, I think I think we see this a lot with the big teams. You know, there's there's no coincidence that Man United in general get the most penalties. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of referees are very much aware of certain teams mm. in terms of obviously, like if we look at Liverpool mm. and Man United in terms of uh, those screen oh, yeah. time that their pundits get. They have the most yeah. on TV. Mm. So if you get a decision wrong against those teams, mm. you, you really have to think twice. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and I sympathize with referees. Like they live, if you guys ever want to, there's an interview by I can't remember the referee's name on the BT mm-hmm. Sport, and he talks about when they get decisions yeah. wrong, these football fans are really crazy. You know, they really will wait outside the stadium yeah. for you. Do you know what I mean? You'll be so you know, I yeah. really do sympathize that some of these decisions at the pace that the Premier League's going at. It's very hard sometimes to get every single decision mm. bang on. So imagine the Bridge Boys waiting, waiting for you outside <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Listen, we, we laugh about it, but it's real life. You know, this is the only thing I ever say. Is, yeah. They try and say that Hooligans is, 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 is sad, over. But it's, it's, it's really the job. Not. You get paid to do the job. And but you don't get paid to want to get killed. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm saying it. I'm not saying what people are trying to do. What people are trying to do is right. It's wrong. But the refs get paid money to do a job. It's like, it's like you're a contractor. You've been given a job to do, and if you don't do it well, mm. people are gonna speak about it. Well, fans just yeah, fans just well. have to do it in the right way. And also, what 
threaten them in the right way. Yeah. And also, <laughs> this is something. You said, yeah, how something. can you threaten in the right way? <laughs> Elijah, please, for our listeners, can you just explain that? How do you threaten in the, in the right way? Please. Because you need to clear that well, up. You literally just said well, threaten in the, the thing, right this way. This is the thing that will be good for people to see and people to know and hear as well. If a ref has done something wrong, you come out and apologize. Mm. I did something wrong. And if you give a decision, you, know you need to explain the reason why. Which is what which is uh, Elijah, what they're doing in rugby. Uh, Elijah, I, I 100% agree with you. Which I do is what think they're doing in rugby. That was, should... that was the reason why I sent that video for us to watch. In us, that was in Australia. Yeah. I, th- I think your, your point is 100% right. I think the issue is in England, I don't think the media, and if I'm being honest, my personal mm-hmm. opinion... I don't think the fans are mature enough to accept yeah. referees making yeah. mistakes, um, which is obviously a shame. It kind of shows that, that where mm-hmm. we're at in society in terms of football. But I'd love it if we could do that. That referee that you put in the group was just great because he could actually talk to the yeah. players and explain his, his yeah. point of view. And what happened? They all accepted it. <clears throat> and they moved on quickly. Well, I mean... <sighs> A pig will fly before we get referees talking and explaining <laughs> themselves in the Premier League, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys. When I saw that, I was like, good for Australia. Good for Australia. <laughs> well, well done. Well done, Australia. You know, pat on the back. Uh, you, you guys are solid. You know, yeah, but... I'll be honest. I just don't think it's safe for referees in England to come out and, yeah. and verify why they did what. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we say about on TV. We even see it with our pundits. Like, Sometimes our own pundits will just bash referees yeah. straight away. They mm. won't even really unpick why they made the mistake and stuff like mm. that. But does the referee's report get published? No. Not... No, it doesn't. No? That would never happen. So that that could have been uh, another way of just quenching this whole threaten, threatening situation and people waiting for them outside the stadium. Because if you know the referee is going to publish his report, yeah. You know, maybe a day later or so. You can wait and see reason. The same way people read Sun newspaper and see reasoning behind <laughs> the trashy talk. Yeah. They probably might make sense of a referee's report. I think that's something that should be considered, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but anyway. Um, let's wait, you, but I, thought, I thought it was a penalty. You started to jump back. I didn't no, think it was, no I thought it was a penalty. No yeah, that, actually, no, that's true. That's a joke. I don't. I don't think it's a penalty. When I saw it in real time, I thought it was a penalty. Real time, and that's for me. Was, that's why the replay that is making. I thought it was Greenwood for, in real time. For the sake of football, that should not be given as a pen. Well said, Eliza. Wait, I on. agree. Let's go. Let's go back a step. Sorry to to go back again, but no, it's fine. Let's go back to something a bit more controversial because I don't think we spoke about this. The penalty that Trent gave away against Everton. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? That was in a pen as well. It's Liverpool, it's a pen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Joy is, maybe because I hate Man United and I hate Chelsea as much. Uh, I just kind of wanted it to be a uh, pen, but the Liverpool like, one I didn't me, think was a What pen. I saw there, two players trying to avoid themselves because it looks like they were going to like clash into each other. So they put their hand out to like touch themselves a little mm. bit and then the ball just came and dropped on them. And he literally just fell on the tip of his finger. It wasn't like he slapped yeah. the ball or yeah. he changed the direction of the so ball. He didn't like change the direction of the ball. Running into you, 
you could see this guy as well put put out his hand, Greenwood, because it's like yeah. So I I can argue to come into each other, but like just trying to like push themselves a little bit away from each other, and then mm. the ball just drops I mean, on them. That was what happened there. You, you you can even argue that Greenwood's elbow actually raised Odoi's arm. Yeah, you can argue yeah, that. Yeah, you can as but well. But again, it didn't change the direction of the ball. Yeah. So why are you giving a handball? Like, why are you gonna give a pen? You know, and for the referee to go to the screen and look at it, yes, that was right to to clarify. You know that it wasn't because a, because you know, it was a deliberate handball. To look at it because the ref had a clear view of what happened and did not give a pen. But then you have Maguire putting pressure on of the ref. Of course they will, because there's VAR to check it. If there was no VAR, would they be talking about it? No, it's because there was VAR to do that. That was the reason why. And the man stuck to his guns. I did not change his, change whatever mm. it gave in the first place. It was no amble, no pen. And he did not give it after watching the video. But Oli, Oli really wanted of that pen, it. though. He Who really wanted want it. it. <laughs> He really, you know, if you had seen the interview, I don't know, Paul, I don't think you've yeah, seen the interview. Yeah, he really wanted that pen. He, this, this is why, this is why when you guys said a few minutes ago that he, his formation is 4-3-3 vibes, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more because he was holding on to that. He was just holding on to that talk like, no, it's a pen, it's a pen, it's a pen. Yes, we get it. And apparently there's a, an agenda against uh, Man United where it's, it's on a website, I think maybe the refereeing website yeah, or Fernandes, whatever yeah. website, <laughs> about Fernandez getting, you know, scoring 20-something yeah, penalties. Since he's been in Prem. Yeah, Fernandez. Pa- yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it, people look at it and will go, that shouldn't affect anything. But it's human nature to think, well, hold on, man. Why, is this, why does this guy keep getting all the penalties. And the funny thing is, Fernandez he dives even in the middle of the pitch. We're not talking about a box now. <laughs> this is not even in a box. He, he maybe not dive. There's contact, but he over-exaggerates yeah. things. There was and, one game, you know, there was it's one just... game that did it. I think it was last season. Listen, the wise words of 50 Cent. Whatever they say he did, he did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's guilty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I I, I do feel I do feel because there talks about Fernandez like not being well Gundogan being player of the season, right? Which I can definitely argue. Like Gundogan's just turned up in the past 10, 15 games. Sometimes that's all it takes, yeah. right? Because he's part of that winning streak, mm-hmm. that twenty win mm-hmm. in a row. He's part of it. He's a major yeah, he's factor. Doing something right? meaningful for but, his team. <clears throat> But wait, hold on, Elijah. I think you're quite biased against Fernandez. I think Fernandez should be winning Player of the Year because of what, regardless of whatever I think. Listen, his impact alone has continued from lockdown up until up until now. If you want, if you want to, argue. where did they take? Hold on, and hold I don't where think did they take them. The second, huh? the second league, the second take on table. Four four semifinals are lost. Yeah, that's impact. Yeah. Took them from Europa to at least again took there. Them from Europa to Europa. <laughs> or is that impact? Paul, do you, do you think there's any point 
arguing this with Elijah. Um, I, I think I think Fernandez has had a good season, but I think Gundo, as it stands, if he keeps performing at this level, it's was, was the season. Fernand, was because because for me, it's, it's to, winning the to league take as them well. To second place only. He was signed to win titles. My man took them to four, four semi-finals and lost all four of it. Yeah, and but then, you're forgetting the eleven and players then in the they pitch. Went Europa, they went Champions League and went back to Europa again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what I'm saying. There are there, there are ten other players on the pitch. Yeah. Why? Why does it have to be for? If you, I'm okay, not. I'm on. not the one what that is if, screaming impact. Is you? Is the pundits that are screaming okay. impact? But I'm not seeing. I'm not but seeing what no if, impact there. Now no, there no, is no, impact because no. what if Fernandez was pulling his weight and the hold rest on, of the guys, on. like for example, the defenders are just Do leaking. You know the low. impact. I could tell you one impact that is done for them. Okay, let me tell you now. Man United before Fernandez came, they were struggling to beat the smaller teams. Now the man's come to show them how to beat the small teams. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the impact because they're not beating the big boys. Oh. They haven't beat no big boys. Since it's been around, I I don't I don't think that's a fair judgment on a, on a, on a guy who's playing thirty eight games in a, in a season. If you ask me, I'm not going to decide if a player has done well in a whole season over, let's say, seven games because he doesn't play bad both home and away. It's just again, there are ten other players on the pitch. For me, I just feel most like of those games, I don't think the towards... guy's been like outstanding. He just scores bangers. That's it. It was called as well. That's it. Do, do you know why? Because games like that, you need to be organized as a team. You need to have a plan. And United don't have a plan. That's why he goes missing. Against a smaller team, like you said, it's easy not to have a plan. And just say, you know what, let's just go there and bully them and dominate. Yeah. So he knows how to dominate. He's a flat track bully. I think I think he's in question for 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 player yeah, of the yeah, year, and, he's part of it I, and I think he's really up there. No, at, I think probably second. Even. Stats, yes, it's part of it. If he doesn't win it, I think he should come second. That's how far yeah, I'm pushing. Because it, of stats, because of numbers, take out the numbers. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, don't see him. I don't think he's done anything. But the thing is, can we can we do without the stats nowadays? Yeah, we can't. We can't do without the stats. Yeah. You know. Stats, that's rule football anyway. So it's just a case of, I, I, I'm not saying he's my number one pick, but I think with everything he's done in the past, what, eight months, I think he's, he should get a shout because Gundogan, like I said, at the start of the season, didn't turn up. We which, can argue which is, that too. Which is, fo- you know? which is football right now. They look at stats. Football 16, 16, 18 years ago. They weren't looking at stats if they're given, if they're given best players and all of that. They're not looking at that. They're just looking yeah. at impacts because I could I could speak of Ballon d'Or and all of that stuff. People, some players that won it, it's just the impact they had for their club. That was the reason why they won it. Like mm. someone like Nedved won it because of impact for his club, not because of goals he scored. Uh, the year Chevchenko won it, Thierry Henry had a better season than him in goals and mm. assists. My man. Uh, Thierry Henry contributed to 50, 58 goals. Sorry, yeah, 58 assistant goals, 58. And he didn't win the Ballon d'Or. And our, our, I think that was the like, robbery anyway. I mean, I love Shevchenko. But... Arsenal was invincible that year. Well, because they didn't... Even that year, 
Milan didn't do well in the Champions League. Arsenal did better than Milan in the Champions League if they were looking at all of that. So we're going to move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this guy's always coming from Milan, man. They're always coming from Milan. We've heard you. We've heard you. It's okay. You lost me when you mentioned Milan. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you totally no, lost me when you saying, mentioned Milan. They but... didn't look at numbers. They just looked at the impact of what the player did for his club that season mm. and gave to them. But now all they care about is numbers. Yeah. Mm. So, still still on the case of the Premier League, I think it'll be fair to, speaking about impact, actually, uh, Gareth Bale over yeah. the weekend. Now, I watched the whole 90 minutes. As you guys know, I'm a follower yeah, yeah. of Mourinho. <laughs> I watched the whole 90 did, did, minutes. Did, sorry, did you say disciple? Follower, not disciple. Okay, just checking. Disciple is a very strong word. I can't die I'm for sure. Mourinho. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> if Mourinho goes and manages Inter Milan today, Mourinho fanboy. Let's put it there. <laughs> but, but yeah, Gareth Bell over the weekend, Tottenham won 4 0. Two goals. Oh, Elijah. A team's a team. Burnley are not the easiest they team to beat. Be. You're not talking about West Brom. Yes, but you're not talking about West Brom or Fulham or Sheffield United here. You're talking about Burnley. Regardless of whatever we think about the style of football, they're yeah, hard to beat. Football. <laughs> <laughs> For our followers, this is Elijah's opinion. I'm not that boxing team. <laughs> but, but yeah... You know, they, they won 4-0. And yes, Gareth Bale's grabbed yeah. the headlines. But I can argue you shouldn't have grabbed the headlines because I watched mm-hmm. the whole game. And Mourinho was so reluctant to talk yeah. about Bale that I could see where he was coming from. Because he played well in mm-hmm. pockets. Let's, let's not get that mixed up. He played yeah. well in pockets. But one thing I want to say is he's such a big yeah. improvement yeah. from when... Mourinho decided yeah, not well, to play him. Come to think about now, it, he's, um, he's been playing games. He's been getting minutes under his belt. So that's the reason why. So that means confidence. Mm. It's not when you're not playing and you expect a guy. So you don't play Bale for like five games and then you're losing and you just throw mm. the guy on to go do what? In his rhythm. But, uh, but then again, is it right to say Mourinho was right about Bale in terms of he needed time? Yeah. Potentially, or well, the guy might just be burnt out. He might just be just over his peak, as sad as it is to mm. say. He might just be entering the yeah. tail end of his career. Because mm. yeah, Mourinho like said something, something he, he was like... You know everyone's saying, mm. oh, Bell's lost his pace. Yesterday, I saw him sprint past two players. Bell kicked the ball forward and ran past them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah On the sideline, yeah. Something. So, I think... Yeah, but... I mean, it's, the prop, I it's how the frequently does he do it? People still thinking Gareth Bale is still the same one that left the Premier League eight years ago. Is not the same player again. Mm. And mm. Gareth Bale, yes, he's lost his pace. He's not going to sprint back, walk back the way he used to when he was younger. I, I just, like, to me, mm. Mourinho should just, like, give him a free road to play, like what, what he does for his country. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did yesterday. That that's reason. what he did yesterday. That Son was, was doing the covering. So good. Yeah, Son was doing the covering on the other side, so they'd had they'd had to shuffle. 
just to cover Gareth Bale because even on the on the even they was playing on the right, he was just it was right, more right, or less inside every thing. time. That's that's where he plays best mm. for his country. So if if Mourinho wants to give him games, that's why that's what he's asked to do. But the second finish, yeah, though, that, was, that was brilliant, man. Uh, uh, oh, you just hit the nail right there. Class is always that like, one can't, touch I can't finish. I was like, it's when he plays for Tottenham. He's still a Real Madrid player. I love the guy, but when he plays for when he plays for, mm. for Spurs, I can't say anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know the thing with Mourinho. Mourinho said something about Bell yesterday. He said everybody keeps expecting the old Bell of yeah. five six years ago. And he said, if that was the same bill, he would be at Madrid. Exactly. He wouldn't be yeah, here. Yeah, he said that. I heard that. I was laughing. He said he would be. <laughs> but I was waiting for the media to actually turn that and flip it on his head. But they, they didn't catch on. Maybe because he had a saving grace statement at the end where he said, but this bill, mm. we need him so much. We need him so, so much. And it's like, you know, the yeah. man said the truth right there. Like, if we're talking about the old bill, he'd be in Madrid. He wouldn't be back we're, in time. We're, we're loaning out to you. For what reason? But yeah, I, 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 you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to what is what 13, uh, 14 games uh, left this season. I think 12, 12, 13, played 16, uh, 26. Is it not thirty eight games? No, they played twenty five games. Some clubs played twenty. So they got a game. Yeah, some so okay. Yeah, some clubs. Uh, but before we go to the major highlight for like the next twenty minutes on the podcast. Um, you guys still got the same three in the relegation zone to go down? I think uh, Sheffield. Sheffield, Sheffield United are gone. Yeah, they, they I mean, gone. Gone. I think West Brom are going to go down. So it's between Fulham, Newcastle, and Brighton. Do you know yeah, Fulham on a really good run? They might, three, they might just get Fulham, out. Fulham, Brighton, and Newcastle. Oh, yeah, they're, they're three points away from Newcastle. Do you know what, what I always look at for the relegation teams mm-hmm. is who has the firepower. Mm. And I look at I look at Fulham, I feel like they can score goals. I look at Brighton and I'm just thinking who's yeah. gonna score goals for them. Mm. The controversial free kick didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to that watch that four times. He blew the whistle twice. Yeah. One to shoot, one to stop. Like, how do you explain yeah. that? I think he made a big mistake. I think when he blew the whistle, he didn't see where the goalkeeper was. Yeah. Uh, but you once he's he, blown it, you got to give it. He just has to let it go. Yeah, he I, just I mean, has to let it but go. can you argue that that was an unfair? That would have been an unfair advantage. Well, I was having this discussion with someone on Sunday, and I'd, obviously, you guys remember when Henri used to take the quick free kicks, mm. and I feel like ever since that happened, they stopped it. But my opinion is, Elijah, if I'm playing mm. against you as an attacker. I've run past you, but you yeah. know you've got covering defenders. You're going to pull me down because you know, one, you're not probably not going to get carded, mm. but most importantly, everyone's going to get set up. Mm-hmm. So I've been fouled, edge of the area, and now I don't even get the benefit of being yeah. able to take a quick free kick because if it was in the middle of the pitch, I'd put my hand on the ball yeah. and the referee would let me play quick. Box, but yeah, once it's around the edge of the box, as, one, yeah. as an attacking team, you, you lose the advantage. So for me, I thought there needs to be a meet in the middle, which is mm-hmm. we can still play quick. In and around yeah. the edge of the box, but it's a dead ball, like a flat dead ball. I think because the advantage in that, which I I can argue is, the advantage to the defender is you get to set mm-hmm. up a wall. With the attacker, the exactly. advantage you have is you get to place the ball on the floor. You get the time to 
talk about the angles where you're going to put it in. And then if you're not WordPress enough to put it in the top bins, that's your problem. I think for me as an attacker, I would love the opportunity if, if Elijah, for example, drags me down on the edge of the box, mm. I can just put my hand on yeah. it and play it quick. For me. Yeah, but not when you're hitting it directly at goal. If, if I want to play a quick free kick, I want to play a quick free kick. It might just be, it might work out. I mean, Kane did it a couple of weeks ago where he played a quick one to Sun. Now, fair enough, they were a lot deeper. Sorry, that was against Man United, sorry. Mm. And they were a lot deeper and he did a quick one. I feel like that same concept is even more beneficial that close to yeah. goal. But it's it's because it's a direct free kick. That's why the ref don't allow it. Well, I mean, the, the, when it comes to like the, the rules in football, it's, it's forever going to be like, how do you say it, improved or some rubbish rules are going to be brought in, like the yeah. handball rule below the sleeve and all that nonsense just for VAR. <laughs> those those things, they're either the new rules either ruin football or they, or they just keep it going. But <sighs> the big topic today, which I think it's not, it's a huge topic, but it's going to be a very small segment of the, of the podcast is. Um, Ah, Zlatan. <laughs> that's, your, that's your guy. Uh, like I said during the week, that's not my guy. He plays for the team I support. <laughs> <laughs> I'm denying this one like Peter denied Jesus. Straight oh, up. Yep. Yep. I am doing that. I don't know him. He's a guy with a bun that plays for the red and black stripes. So. That's your club, isn't it? <laughs> but what... So, no, I, I support Milan. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. <laughs> but what what do you guys think about what he said about? He said he loves LeBron, but he doesn't think, you know, people who are in his position who aren't related to politics, uh, in a position not related to politics, should not try to do politics. I mean, because when you think about it, you know, and for years, and I, I first learned about this when um, I was growing up in Nigeria, and you know, Nigeria was trying to host a was he Afcon yeah. or something? Yeah, it was yeah. Afcon <clears throat> in the time of Demagawa and whatnot. And there were news around saying the government couldn't mm-hmm. fund it because the government shouldn't get involved mm-hmm. in football. And then you think about that, like if you're saying the government shouldn't get involved in football, that's understandably mm-hmm. so. But whether you like it or not, the government is some way somehow yeah, involved in football. From lockdown to how a country hosts international yeah, tournaments to <clears throat> how does how the, the the entertainment industry or that particular industry mm-hmm. is taxed you know there's some rules that have to be in play for football yes. to go on like obviously medicals and stuff and issues. you know there's so many involvement of the government yeah. in football so how can a player the caliber of Zlatan and he's not just the only person, by the way. The, the unfortunate thing for him is he's a, he's a player. And this fight has always been about players being able to express himself like yeah. Sterling and LeBron and the also, likes. Also, Zlatan has spoke up about yeah. justice In America, because of his name. So does that mean, does he think that's not politics? <laughs> that's why LeBron said he should do his research properly. <laughs> Before before, before I mean, what? No, seriously. What? What? Like, you know, forget his Latin now. <clears throat> what do you guys think about players being able to express themselves in a political view? Because we we tend to forget that they actually live and work in yeah. that country. 
I know the reason. I know the reason you know, why you know, people say that. People think like um, footballers are not educated enough to. They're not. They're, they don't have the knowledge to speak. That's the reason why they say that, and most of them are learned, learned people. So give them a chance to speak and in, uh, express themselves. Because. Mm. I, and I, I want to go there. And obviously, football, unfortunately, has been rogue. Now, I'm not saying Zlatan's a racist. No, that's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's just that view. Because I feel when we're talking about someone like, obviously, LeBron James, like Zlatan mm-hmm. referred to, he's talking, and, he, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's more on the racial side with LeBron yeah. James. Like, hey, things need to be done right. Now, when you look at it, Rashford in the Premier League has done an amazing job, outstanding job. And let's not forget Sterling, because Sterling kick started yeah. all this. If yeah, we want to really, really look at it, he highlighted all these things, right? I, 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 I don't know. I think it depends how we want to look at it. If we're talking about in terms of racism, then to an extent, Sterling was a catalyst. But <clears throat> if we're just talking about people talking about politics and sport, then we have to go back because yeah, you've got Socrates, Muhammad Ali. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of... You, there's a lot of athletes that really yeah. stood up. So I guess for me, just so I know what we're talking about, what angle are we talking football. about? Because uh, you, just, just, there's just a, footballers. There's yeah. a reason why I don't want to go on a wider scale because I want to stick okay, with football. Cool, cool. So footballers, in terms, yeah, yeah in, okay. in terms of that's why I said you can really give credit to Sterling. Like the older players okay. would even tell you, like they wish mm-hmm. they had done more, right? Sterling raced. Sterling did it in a new era, in an age where internet and everything is there, social media, he made it okay to speak mm. about social injustice. Social I injustice th- is poverty, it's racism, it's anything you can think of that's not fair on a fellow human being. So to say a player should, because they're just a footballer or whatever, should not talk about politics. I think, I think you know, this is kind of my personal opinion. So th- these views are my own, mm. not, not any of the organisations I'm employed by or volunteer at. Mm. Um, in my experience, you know, in my limited 15 years or so in and around the football world, mm. you know, at, at all levels, but I'll talk more towards the level I, I kind of coach at, people don't want to see these pro athletes or pro footballers talking about um, big issues, mm. more so because they just want them to focus on football. And I guess it broadens out to, you hear a lot of footballers go, they're not, they're not even, they're, you know, Ferguson did it. They're very much deterred from even starting their own businesses. So this isn't something that is just around politics. This is, they're told you just play football. You don't do anything. And back to a largest point, mm. you guys aren't even educated enough to talk about politics on top of that. Mm. And I think a lot of people in, in football, this is their getaway. They want to turn on their TV they want to watch people smash into each other for 90 minutes and then they, they don't want to see any agendas. You know, people get upset about Black Lives Matter. People get upset about the laces. They get upset about all these different issues. So I think with the race one, obviously that's the one where it's kind of, you know, there's even more issues around it. Mm. If we look at maybe racism within the UK, but I don't think it's the first one. But to go back to your point about Sterling, you know, it's amazing to see it. I, in my opinion, I think you should talk up about it if you're educated on the subject mm. so Sterling educated himself he spoke up very well um, Rashford from what I've heard educated himself very well about the issue around um, child poverty mm. free school meals etc I don't feel like every footballer 
with a platform, you know, in their community feels mm. should have to speak up. Mm. But I definitely yeah. feel like the ones that want to, yeah, should, well, should feel free to talk about it. Why not? About the situation, then you speak up. Like you can't without having not any knowledge or haven't done your research and you just start talking about stuff that you know mm. nothing about. Then that's a problem. As long as you know what you're talking about, it's a free word. You can say whatever you want to say. And the thing with me is, I mean, you know, we all say this is not the view of this. this, It is our personal view. But I feel like in this day and age, in this times that we're in, where things are a lot more sensitive, we're dealing, like we say, like footballers are different from how they were 10 years ago, even five years ago. Like they're a lot more sensitive now, you know, talk about a kid getting released from a football club no support, no mental health support, nothing. He's gone into the wild. He's taken his own life. You could, those are, those are, you can even almost look at everything from almost a social injustice polit- political point of view. Because you know, one thing where we say at work, when things get difficult with colleagues, is like, oh my God, I can't mm-hmm. do with office politics. Whether you like it or not, it's somewhat, some, somewhat, you know, because if the government are put in place like they do, like obviously, you can't just get fired from your job if, you, if it's mm-hmm. not something grave, like, you know, a personal, you, even if, you, if you're doing a bad job, yeah. you get severance pay, right? So for, if, if we're going, if Zlatan is going to say something around of like, oh, if you're doing politics, maybe, I, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Maybe what he's trying to say is, don't be fully embedded in politics or am I um, reaching? I know some stuff that he's trying to say, like, for example, obviously, like, um, the sports people, they have a platform, they have power. So, for example, mm. LeBron James, then, like, Donald Trump. So, if he spoke about mm. Donald Trump, I don't know how many followers LeBron James got on, on social media. Let's say LeBron James got 50 million followers in America. Mm. By LeBron James not liking Donald Trump and speaking against Donald Trump, Donald Trump has lost 50 million votes from that. Not necessarily, but I, so, I understand your argument. Remember, I can't remember in one of is he one of the news or so they told they told LeBron James, "Oh, shut up and dribble." That that's what. Yeah, uh, yeah, that so, lady. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm that's where that that was from. Because LeBron James spoke against Donald Trump, and people did not like it, saying he should not be getting involved with things like that. So, are, are we saying? Because again, this 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 is what baffles me when people say players are not intelligent enough, da da da. And yes, I do get it. Some players are not intelligent enough, but yeah. who are we to judge them, right? These same people have yeah. to cast their votes. Which means they already have a political opinion from 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 the start. Before you go to that ballot box, you already have your political opinion. Whether you're voting Labour in, mm. just so you know, social benefits are better, and you know the the the, however you, whatever else comes with Labour, or you're voting Conservative because you're a well-to-do person and yeah. you love the tax yeah. rates and whatnot. You as I a think, person think- have a political agenda anyway. I think what we're also realising as well, I'll talk for myself, mm. as someone that's not particularly into politics, mm-hmm. is politics is very divisive. Mm. 
and you and you very much see it. I'm not sure what it's like for you mm. guys at work, but mm. at a lot of places, people just go, we're just not going to talk about politics. Mm. And I think when we're talking about pro athletes, you're talking about in 2021, mm. some of the most, if, if you're top of your field in football, we spoke about basketball, mm. you're, people, you're, yeah. you're one of the most influential yes. people in the world. And I think politics is just something that just annoys people day to day, let alone a pro athlete doing it. Do I agree with how they say it? No, I think they're 100% wrong. But I think the playing devil's advocate, mm. even though no one asked me to, the, the issue is, and I think LeBron had yeah. this as well, once you speak up on one issue, they're you then get asked to speak yeah. up on, on other loads issues. of different yeah. ones. Um, and you've pulled, you've pulled out that thread because now people are going to go, okay, you spoke this, about this yeah. injustice, what about this other one? Uh, which is why I always say, as those athletes, they've got with great, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. So once you start speaking, pick the issue that is really close to your heart. You've educated yourself, and then be prepared that you're going to get a lot of backlash when other things so happen people, in other communities. Some people did not like Michael Jordan for because when there was because he, he didn't did, speak he about, about politics, about yeah, injustice that's true. and all of that that's during true. his days, he never came out to say anything. And people were saying he had the power to speak and they would have listened to him, but he didn't. Yeah, but fair to the guy, he didn't he didn't back yeah. any politician either. He didn't he had zero backing for politicians. He yeah, didn't like he rappers, he didn't like politicians, whoever anyway, you were, he yeah. didn't back anyone anyway. But you know what? I for me, I, I feel like in order to overcome social injustices it's it's the only way to get i'd say use the word fast tracked to a solution is when people with status or people with a platform yeah. actually talk about it i mean let's take for example the the, the, the issue of race which is going to be a yeah. massive topic later you have the likes of john barnes who's been invited <laughs> on tv day in day out do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we all, you know, I know most black people have their reservations yeah. about John Barnes. Like, someone like that with his with his platform, yes, he's not playing football anymore, but he's known yeah. first as a footballer or ex-footballer. Going on TV and saying racism didn't affect me because I was well off. What? I, I think we got, <laughs> that's what I say about, like, <clears throat> my, mom said, my mom said it so so well growing up that my mom re- re- really instilled that there is no role models read your bible do you, do you know what I mean and, and I, and I Jesus is your role model I, I do I say it half as a joke here, but I mean it as like why is it because he's talented as a footballer yeah. he's the advocate for all black people no now but this is that, where that, it's unfair like if if the other side with the agenda can call someone like him because they know it's going to say exactly what they want yeah yeah. Why shouldn't footballers then be allowed the, the ones who want to speak and, about politics do that? And, and then my bro, this is why it becomes politics because people that have the, the other side of the agenda will always call a footballer that doesn't have education or doesn't or doesn't agree with the status quo to go against their people, wherever the side of the fence is, which is where athletes become mm-hmm. political puppets. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm. So they're, they're, this issue will always be around. So back to your point about social injustice, I 100% agree. Like I said, if footballers, if we're talking about race, mm. feel this is an issue close that to their heart and they speak. educate themselves yeah. about it. Yes, the Sterlings, all the people we've mentioned before, plus all the amazing people doing work in the background, Anton Ferdinand, the list is endless, Andy Cole, you know, they should speak because they've educated themselves. Mm. 
if we're talking about John Barnes, if it's something that is not close to his heart and it didn't affect him, then for me, he should just leave the com- the conversation alone and let other pros that have experienced it talk in his place. No, but the thing is, he not speaking. He has experienced it. He's even said he's experienced yeah. it, but it didn't affect him. And I can understand mental strength, but when you're saying like, oh, racism does not apply to someone like me who's earning £20,000 a week, but we should think more about that guy down. What what exactly are you saying? Like, it's okay to call a rich person the N-word? <laughs> but anyway, no. for me, I would ne- that's why, like, you know, we do the whole, you know, not to be desensitive, uh, whatever you want to say, insensitive to what's um, happening out there. Politics is part of, part of politics is appreciating your NHS. When the politicians come out and say, you know, keep the frontline staff safe and clap for them just to show them encouragement rather than pay them. And if a player comes in and say, listen, my mom was a nurse back in the day, you need to up the money for these people. Would he be told to shut up? Because that's a political matter. Because yes, it is a political matter because the government has to re-budget for yeah. them to create that, that fund. Let's, let's be honest. If we're just... If we're, I, I don't want to get, take it away from race because obviously that's very important, but footballers are told to shut and play all the time. So Troy Deeney said it in the pandemic, he did not want to play football and they were forced to play. So footballers now are being yeah. told what to do. Take these, like I said, like they're being told, Rio Ferner said in, in an interview, mm. other players and other managers were telling him not to have business ventures outside of football. We saw it happen to Jesse Lingard yeah. a couple of years ago when he started his clothing brand mm. and he was getting absolutely ripped by pundits. So when it comes to something as sensitive and as politically charged, as we're saying, as race, mm. people just want these footballers to just shut up and play football. They don't want to hear from them. Um, I disagree with it, but it's the society we live in, they don't want to hear people that are, you know, well-played footballers talking such intricate um, intricate policies mm. and political um, agendas. I, I think what makes it a bit more, I'd say, <clears throat> hitting home is the fact that it's come from a footballer from a sport person, and it's yeah. come from yeah. someone with a status as well. I mean... It's just, I just, I, I equal Latin statement to what John Barnes went on TV and said. I really do. And that kind of makes me have an issue because in my eyes, he's yeah. not the same person. Not, not, I'm not saying, I'm, and I want everybody to get me right. He's not racist. I'm just saying that level of thinking right there has probably put a blemish on what he's done over the past, I mean, this is the same guy that tattooed what about fifty names on his mm-hmm. back just to stand up for something. Like, I think LeBron had the perfect response, which is go and do your research because he's heavily yeah. involved in in social yeah. injustice. Is Latin, so it, this is not a guy you can point to and say he's racist. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't do that. There is no evidence of it. But yeah. it's just yeah. the ignorant talk because he he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't understand the level of power he holds that you don't have to be political to speak about politics. Like you and I on this podcast, everyone here can, we're not political, but we have some political understanding, which gives us the liberty to be able to talk about it. So for me, I I just felt like, you know, he, his Latin got the ball on that one. Big time. Big time for me. I lost a bit of respect for him there. You know, he, yeah, because, I mean, even if as normal people were like, yo, no, that, that's not a right statement. Forget LeBron. I'm talking about footballers in general. Like, um, oh, what's the name of that West Brom 
second player. I think he still plays for West Brom actually. The Irish oh, guy. McLean, well, McLean, yeah, McLean. He he Oh see, I was I was thinking of him before yeah. and I forgot. Yeah. He's at Stoke now, isn't he? Yes. I forgot to mention him. Because he's been speaking up about some stuff for a while. Yeah, he? he's been speaking up and to be fair to the guy, yes, the whole race issue, unfortunately, is seen as bigger. It is bigger on a scale. Maybe because of the number of people who suffer more from, from racism. But this guy suffers from the xenophobia in 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 yeah, Europe. He gets it, he gets he gets it back. You know, he gets it back. Was it because he wouldn't I think what, what did he refuse to do? He what he did he refused to wear the poppy because I think those the certain soldiers killed his family. Yeah. I, I don't want to misquote yeah. it, but it's something along those lines. But, and then obviously he's he's is it Irish or Northern Irish? He's Irish. He's Irish. And obviously, like, they get a lot of hate as well on top of that as well. So those two things mm. combined, he gets abused a lot around every uh, Remembrance Day. So, you know, he raised some very valid points. Mm. And someone like that, I think if he's allowed to speak and football or sports in general wasn't just shut up and do what you do, shut up and entertain. Not even shut, I just see it as, like, yeah. shut up and entertain. Yeah. He should be listened to. Because like we said, I mean, we, we laughed about it about 30 minutes ago saying, oh, referees get threatened. You know, people are crazy. You never know. Some people, some people are crazy. They might, because they might, of that hatred and prejudice, just do something to his family. If it doesn't happen to him, they his wife is already his family. I mean, yeah, he said anxiety or something. So, so why would someone like Latin or anybody say sports people should never talk about politics? Like... Whether we like it or not, the, the hatred he's <clears throat> receiving has a political agenda behind it. Yeah. You know, football doesn't send nobody to war. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I think what I'm just trying to get is like, you know, footballers should be allowed to express themselves. Yeah, you might say, okay, I don't even want to say don't be too deeply involved in it because who knows, maybe once you're retired, that's exactly what you want to do. Yeah. You've got to build your platform from somewhere, you know. There is no halfway crook in the way of um, Mob Deep. Ain't no such thing as a halfway crook. You, footballers you have to be in it. footballer that is president and who, of his country right now. Sorry. Yeah. Judge Ware. So, I mean, if people like Bill Gates in tech can get heavily involved in politics, then why can't a footballer? I mean, it's a job and, mm-hmm. and at the same time. Yeah. For me, it's all about education. If those footballers are interested educate themselves and then yeah. use their platforms for the betterment yeah. of the people that they want to support. But yeah. Do you know what? Anyway, on that note, we're going to end the podcast mm. here today. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Should footballers express themselves politically or should they get involved in politics? Like we, you know, Elijah was Elijah Paul that made a very good example that currently George Wears, if nobody knows who George Wears, please do your research. <clears throat> I think it's still the only yeah, black player to win Ballon d'Or. Yeah. African, sorry, let me not say yeah, it because Ronaldo is black. Well. <laughs> the only, uh, yeah, Navarro. So he's the only African player to ever win the Ballon d'Or, and he's currently the 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 president of Liberia. So you know, we're in a day and age where people can't just can't shut up and let injustice just roll by. So please let us know what you think. And as usual, thank you so much for for, for your time. Thank you for uh, you know listening to us. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you, Paul. Please uh, check out all our handles. It will be on the on the description. Follow us, ask questions, or just uh, like, subscribe, subscribe on Spotify yeah. and follow.
like we said, very soon we're going to be on Audio Mac. I'm working on that. We're going to be on Audio Mac, so we'll be spreading our podcast to Africa. I'm going to annoy you guys for the next two podcasts. Hopefully we don't do this weekend. I'm going to play again. But yeah, thank you so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. And to all our listeners, enjoy it and have a good week. Ciao. Take care, boys. Have a good one. Bye.